0: Thou long expected Jesus, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. be seated quite yet, please. Uh, Trudy Bowers is going to come and read the Advent reading. This is the first Sunday of Advent. Uh, We had a wedding here late yesterday afternoon, so we didn't, or we weren't able to decorate the church, but we're going to do that after today. So Miss Trudy's going to come and read the first reading of the Advent season.
1: Can you hear me? I'm reading from Isaiah nine, starting at verse two. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you, As people rejoice at the harvest as men rejoice when dividing the plunder for as in the day of Midian's defeat you have shattered the yoke that burdens them the bar across their shoulders the rod of their oppressor every warriors boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time, time on, and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
0: You may be seated.
1: Thank you, Trudy.
0: Good Sunday morning, church. a few announcements for you we need help decorating the church after worship Uh, friday evening is the community tree lighting in front of city hall at six o'clock and it's my understanding they're looking for some singers if anyone wants to lead christmas caroling bible study tuesday morning Thursday's Covenant Group and Community Soup. And Thursday night is Choir Practice. Next Saturday is United Methodist Men's Breakfast at the Horseshoe. Any announcements from any of you folks this morning? Thank you.
2: Christmas Program. Practice starts on Sat this coming Saturday. Is that the third fourth whatever? So, anyways, Christmas program practice starts on this coming Saturday. In every Saturday up until Sunday morning, when we have our program practice, we only have three Saturdays left to practice. So, those of you that know you're participating, and those of you that would like to participate in any manner, please come to the church where a program practices from 10 to 11.30. And thank you. Ken. Uh, just a reminder that the church family, uh, the family that we are um, getting gifts for and things at the school, all of your stuff is due. Sunday next. so have your gifts wrapped with their appropriate tag on them and there's, it's not too late to donate any money if you're still want, want, willing or wanting to do that you can just bring it to me before you leave but thank you for your support and make sure you have your stuff here on Sunday you, I think we usually put them in front of the tr- we usually put them in front of the tree but the tree will be here next week so it'll be good
0: Any other announcements from any of you good folks this morning? I think Elizabeth has young disciples.
2: No? Okay, no. Come on, let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. I need more than two. I need more than two. I think you guys have to go up one, because I have to sit down here. Go up one step. Go up one step, sweetie. There we go. Oh my. These guys, these guys aren't very young, are they? (laughs) They're young at heart. (laughs) Okay, so I have here in this bag some things that make other people feel better and things that make you feel better. So you have to choose. But um, there's, there's a little bit to this bag. If you choose something that makes others feel better and you look at it and you decide you don't like it, you're welcome to put it back in the bag and get one that makes you feel better. I'm serious. It's OK. OK? I'll start with you. Which one do you want? The one that makes other people feel better or you feel better? OK, go ahead and grab one. That's cool. It doesn't matter what you choose. OK. Other people or you? OK. And if you don't like that one, feel free to put it back in. Honestly, you better, you better look at it. Are you okay with that? OK. All right. I, I'm going to run out then if, you, if everybody keeps. That makes other people feel better. If you don't like it, put it back. Oh, read it? No, read it. Read it. Does that make you feel better? It does not. This makes other people feel better and this makes you feel better. But if you don't like the, what you see, you can, you can, if you don't like what you read, you can put it back in. Can oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take one that makes you feel better then. He didn't like that one. It's all good. Other people or you? I'll tell you why in just a minute. That doesn't make you feel good? Okay, take that one. What do you think? These are for other people, this one's for you. You gonna take that one? You wanna read it? You okay with that? Okay. Oh, it says, yours says, you are awesome. Do you like that one? Okay, that's good. All right, so this bag made other people feel better. Um, this one said, you're stupid. Who, who kept one that made other people feel better? What does yours say?
3: Just,
2: I, don't, I don't like you. I smell, funny. I smell funny. Okay, he says, you smell funny. All right, and so these are the ones that made other people feel better, right? Sometimes other people, well, because um, sometimes other people, it makes them feel better because they're not feeling very good and they say mean things to you. And that makes them feel better for some reason. I don't understand why. Do you understand why? I don't get it either. Sometimes they mean things. Sometimes kids or even grown-ups, they say mean things to other people, don't they? That's not very nice. But for some reason, it makes them feel better because they feel so bad. They feel like they gotta, you know, spread their own joy around and make other people feel worse. So, most of you, except for you three went back in and got something that made you feel better. What did your say? What did your say again? You are? You are awesome. You are awesome. What does your say? You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are helpful. You are helpful. Okay. I'm going to get one. That makes other people feel No. You are smart. If I said that to you, would that make you feel better? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I said to you, if I was in a bad mood and I said, oh, well, you're just ugly, that would make me feel better. <laughs> so sometimes people say things to people and they don't, it makes them feel better to, to make you feel bad. I don't know why that is, but for those of you that took that, that's kind of an interesting thing because you guys knew that it really wasn't true, right? You were like, oh, okay, well, I'll just take that and go on my merry way, right? And those of you that took the one that made you feel better, you know what kinds of things that you want said to you to make other people feel better? So what, what I'm getting at here is that everybody wants to hear something good about themselves, and everybody wants you to say something good to somebody else. Nobody wants you to say mean things, because Jesus didn't call you ugly. He said you were wonderfully and beautifully made, right? Okay? He didn't say you smell funny. He said, here, let me wash your feet, right? He didn't say, what was yours? I don't like you. He said, no, he said, I love you. And he's, he's always saying to you that you are most high child of God, right? You're a child of God. He loves you. He's always there for you. He thinks you're smart, you're beautiful, you're funny. He thinks you're awesome, okay? And he always wants you to spread that to other people. So he doesn't want to do something necessarily that makes you feel better. He wants you to do something that makes somebody else feel better by giving your kind words to them. Like, So, let's say a prayer. Thank you, God, for these beautiful children up here, even if they are a little bit um, experienced. (laughs) And I thank you that you are able to show them and show us how you want us to treat other people and give us the strength that when other people make us, try to make us feel bad, that we're able to take that and not hold it against them, but turn around and share your love with them instead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Anybody else want? You want one better? That one says you are smart. (gasps) <gasps> oh, you are not going to give your ugly one away. <laughs> Anybody else want to feel good? I got plenty. This one's for you. I picked it special, just now. I picked it special, just now. Do you want No?
3: Just...
0: That's a good sermon. Really, thank you. Should have us all thinking. Someone shared joy. All four of us were able to get back up without help. What's your point? <laughs> One day I get a new body. Us too. Yeah. body got much sooner than the rest No, she just got a new knee.
1: Yeah. I'd like to have you all keep um, the Rex Webb family in your prayers. Rex passed away the other day.
3: I just want to say thanks to everybody for the birthday cards and wishes for me on my 91st birthday. It was nice.
1: Thank you, everybody.
3: I'd like to thank you all for your prayers. While I was visiting another church with our motorcycle gang. Um, the your CMA. motorcycle gang? Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I'm bad. <laughs> the Christian Motorcycle Association was we visiting a church north of 46 uh, last in you know, a couple of weeks ago, and then Yesterday I was on my way home from up north with my sister, Crystal and Herb. They, they are fine now, and Herb's going to go back to work next week, he said. So that's a good thing. I had some prayers for uh, some friends that are out west that they have COVID and they're not doing really well, and I appreciate your prayers for them. Thank you. Prayers for my son in law Louis. I uh, had uh, surgery last week to have a tumor removed off his bladder, and we'll be facing more surgery now. It was cancerous.
2: Prayers for Ken's family. Um, His sister passed away this week from COVID and um, the family has a lot on their plate with that, along with um, his brother having a back surgery this week amongst everything else they're dealing with.
3: We have a friend, Bernadette Perales. Her son is in the hospital not doing good at all, his appendix broke. He went to Sandusky Hospital. They sent him to Port Hearing Hospital, and they took, he had so much infection that he had to have a second surgery to fix the hole in his colon and his stomach, and he was doing a little better, and I got a call yesterday that he's worse. They were trying to get him into a different hospital. His name's Steven. They were trying to get him into a different hospital, but with so much COVID, they had no place to put him because they needed a bigger hospital for the surgery that he was going through yesterday, but they had to end up doing the surgery on him yesterday and I haven't heard how he made out, but they really need our prayers.
1: Prayers for uh, Carrie's dad, Ron Watkins. Uh, he passed away this past week, so she'd appreciate your prayers.
2: A report on my son Rick. Uh, evidently, this was a little more serious than what we can what we thought. Um, he is doing some better. His liver count is high now, and they're checking the antibiotics and uh, trying to figure out what that's all about. But uh, he uh, still has taken the antibiotic at least for three more weeks and they possibly might have to change it. So, uh, prayers for Rick, please.
0: Anyone else? Let's talk to the Father. Father, thank you for the privilege we have to gather in your house. We grieve over the loss of loved ones. Loved ones are facing surgery and recovering from surgeries. Wood still has his ugly head around. And from the 37th Psalm, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desire. Father, thank you for the beginning of the Advent journey. And as these names and situations were lifted up to you this day, help us to trust in you. Help us to live safely in your steadfast love and care. Remind us to take delight in you. Father, I can only imagine how our frontline workers in the hospital are doing. Been a long journey. Many of them are weary. You call them your children, Rex Louis Rick. Ron, Stephen, Greg, Jules, Kevin, and other names. Judy. Barb. Revive us again, O oh Lord. I think of Manush and Stacy this morning. May you give Dee and Jeff the rest that they need. I lift up Ethan and anticipating good results in his tests. Lord again reach down and touch Karen's back. Lift up Ola and others who are struggling with the COVID. Thank you for the privilege to be in this house. We pray the prayer that you taught your earliest disciples as we pray our Father. ushers, if you would gather. Father, thank you that our cup overflows with your goodness, and that you provide all that we need and beyond. Father, help us to acknowledge all things come from you. We gather tithes, we bring gifts, and we bring offerings. We lay them at the foot of the cross. You allow us the privilege to make disciples of Jesus Christ. May you find us faithful to the task, Father. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed to go to junior church. Goodbye, <laughs> <Bye-bye>, Grandma. <laughs> Climbing steps. Psalm 37. The Lord makes firm the steps of those who delight in him. Though they may stumble, he will not fall. For the You went too fast there. Though the Lord may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and now I'm old. You never know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was young and now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They're always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. The Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. Climbing steps. Some of these Sunday mornings when uh, I got ministered to quite well this morning with Elizabeth sharing with the young people, with the children of the Most High God, For some reason, I'm focused on this other text this morning. Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust Him and He will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the just of your cause will shine like noonday sun be still in the presence of the Lord and wait (laughs) this is for you Lonnie wait patiently for him to act do not worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes this might apply to somebody stop being angry Turn from your rage, do not lose your temper, it only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. I must be reading that for me this morning. And then I'll take you down to the printed text for this day. Still in the 37th Psalm, starting with verse 23. The Lord directs your steps. He delights in every detail bless you of your life. Though they stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young, and now I'm old, yet I've never seen God abandon any of their children. How many of you walked up those steps out here this morning? How was it? Yeah, how was it? It was hard for for you? Mm -hmm. How was it for you, Ruthie? Mm -hmm. 91 and no problem. (laughs) Praise God. Who else walked up those steps? How was it, Eldon? I walked him up, too, and it was fine. I love what I do. I love the fact that God has called me into ministry. I love the fact that uh, I had the privilege to preach in the missionary church last Sunday for our community Thanksgiving. I had a black shirt on with a clergy collar and a black pair of pants and this beautiful pink jacket. I wanted them to remember me, and they will. I had the privilege this week to go have prayer with Carrie's father. He had been sick for a while. He had dialysis or he was had diabetes, he was on dialysis. And then he decided that he didn't want to do this dialysis stuff anymore. I love showing up at people's homes that I've never met before. Google MapQuest is not always correct. So I was all over the country. Stopped a deer hunter, asked him if he could give me directions. He wasn't from the area, so he didn't know. Stop the guy grading the road. They know everything, right? No, I turn around at that road there. I don't know anything beyond it. So then I saw the mail lady. The mail lady knows everything, right? She did. She knew the house that I was looking for. I get to my destination. Could you imagine seeing me come up to your door for the very first time? There's a whole bunch of people there. I wasn't even sure if I was at the right place. The young lady standing at the door, I says, I'm, I'm Pastor Pat, am I at the right place? And she said, yes. I went in and there's all the family there. Came to have prayer with Ron. Went and had prayer with Ron He wasn't really uh, coherent. Occasionally he would open his eyes but not say anything. I anointed him with holy oil and I prayed over him. And as I was getting ready to leave, he opens up his eyes. And he said to me, stay sober. And I said to him in return, that's not a problem, sir. I've been sober for almost 30 years. And I left. But as I'm leaving his room, I go out into where all the family's at. And they say, well, thank you for coming. And I said, well, thank you for letting me in. Usually when you show up at a stranger's house, they think you're Jehovah Witness. And they don't let you in. But I felt a sense of love in this place. Next day was Thanksgiving. Next day, Ron went on to perfection. It makes me appreciate what God has called me to do. I got a beautiful card from Pastor Mike from the Missionary Church. Thank me for sharing the word in this church. I appreciate that opportunity. I have to back up just for a minute. Because I think it was last Sunday I told you I was so looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner. And I was. Because we had COVID last Thanksgiving. So we get to our daughter's house, and her family's there. Our youngest son and his family are there. Our middle son and his family is there. Karen's sister and her family is there. God has a great sense of humor. I missed the pie and I pretty much missed dinner because I sat in a lazy boy and I slept for five and a half hours right through the Thanksgiving feast and I learned something about that that I needed rest and I thank God for that rest. I don't sleep much. Anyways, I think that's part of being in the. Uh, I used to jump out of airplanes and helicopters in the military, and uh, we learned to sleep on a on a helmet wherever we could for as little time as we could. So I'm learning as I'm I'm growing in my Christian faith. I'm still climbing these steps. I'm still trying to uh, control my anger because I, I still get angry at times. Huh? I got angry with this week. I, I went to Ben's supermarket and uh, the woman rammed her cart up my heel. But I, I'm getting better. I turn around and ask her, Are you okay? And, and then I hear I hear Elizabeth talk about there were there were two bags. You reach in the bag and you pull out something that makes you happy. And then you reach into the other bag and you pull out something that makes the next person happy. This one hits home for me. It does. That's what I was told the whole time I was growing up as a child. That you're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. I can't use some of the words but I was referred to my father as. But I've learned that... uh, I have so much to learn. I try hard to make other people happy, to bring joy into their life. I have a lot of happiness in my personal life. The 144th Psalm, the psalmist says, happy are the people whose God is their Lord. There's not much that I do without talking to the Father first. I don't buy a vehicle without prayer. Most everything I do in my life, I talk to the Father first. And that's been a a climbing process for me, step by step. Because I'm a man. I used to think I could do everything all by myself that I didn't need help. I was the pilot of my life. I've learned that's not the case. I've learned that I I need to surrender to God's will. I need to let God be the pilot of my life. That way I don't get off course. I've learned that no matter what my situation is, that I have to find praise and thanks in it I need to be content in all things it takes sacrifice to put someone before yourself because I, I think it's our, part of our nature to uh, want to make sure that we're taken care of first I have given advice to widows and widowers after they've lost a loved one. And they say, what, what do I do now, pastor? And I have discovered the best way to heal a broken heart is by serving others, by trying to bring joy into others' lives. But that takes sacrifice on our part. Christ gave the ultimate sacrifice when he freely went to the cross and he died for me and you. Just how we are. And then I go back to the first verse to the third verse to 37. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will safely live in the land and prosper i guess we have to in our own mind decide what prosperity is for us i don't need much you know i'm a fisherman i love to go fishing but i don't need much i don't need to go to cabela's i don't need to go to a bass pro shop uh, give me a local hardware store or a Walmart store where I can go buy some hooks and a few bobbers. And I have all that I need. I've been in situations where I'm, I'm surrounded by fishermen and they have their $1,000 vest on. They have heated waders. They have all kinds of the best stuff. You know, I, I fish with a guy who spends $1,500 just on his fishing pole. And for the last four years, that $1,500 fishing pole has shattered because of the fish that he's fighting. And here I am with my $9.99 rod. But you know what I do? And I, I've taught this to a lot of fishermen. And it's hard to do sometimes. The very first fish that I catch, I always let it go. And they can't figure that. Why are you? That's a beautiful fish. Yes, it is. But if you give God first, and I always consider that first fish God's because He allowed me to have it. If I give it back to Him, the harvest is always plentiful. You know, we had fish fry when we came back this year. The freezer's still full of salmon because God has provided. I've learned that one of the most important things in my life, I used to say this, happy wife, happy life. I was corrected on that this week. Someone said, you're saying that wrong. It should be happy spouse, happy house. It took me a minute. Well, actually, it took me more than a minute because I'm slow sometimes. But the point was, it takes two. If the wife wife is just the only one that's always happy, the house isn't going to be a very happy place. I'm just speaking about me, okay? When I'm miserable, everybody's miserable because that's our nature. She asked, with these folks down here this morning, we should all be about not worrying about ourselves, but worrying about the other one because if we can make our neighbor happy then we reap the reward. If we can bless somebody, then we're truly blessed. And I don't know about you, but uh, you know, the message of my title last Sunday night was I just want to thank you, Lord. And I did. I just wanted to thank Him. I wanted to thank Him for all the crazy things that had happened in this last year or so. It's been longer than a year. I was even, I was even able to thank him for uh, our grandson dying at birth and Karen and I never being able to meet him because I know one day when I see Jesus face to face, I'm going to see my grandson and see it would have been real easy to. Uh, you know what that poor me syndrome is? Oh, poor me. I'm just going to wallow in my pity and make everybody around me miserable. I just wanted to thank God. I wanted to thank him that uh, Cousin Greg is doing better. Uh, He's still on life support, but he's doing better. Uh, We saw a video of him the other night and uh, he's able to sit up in bed with help. uh, But he's getting better. And I thank God for that. I thanked him for uh, our church conference. Very humbling for me to sit in this room here uh, with our superintendent on the other end of Zoom and be acknowledged by the church that I serve that, hey, this guy's okay. And then when Kevin was up here a few Sundays ago for Pastor Appreciation Day, he had said uh, that, You were our rock during these trying times. There were times when I didn't feel like a rock. There were times when I felt defeated. But God is our strength. God is our hope. So as you're growing in your Christian journey, as you're taking these daily steps, reach out and touch the hem of his garment. Find that strength that only comes from him and just because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ doesn't mean everything is always going to be perfect because it's not going to always be perfect. There's going to be some very trying times in our journey. But that, I believe, is the devil trying to rob us of our joy. And if you believe in Jesus Christ, then I believe that you have to believe in Satan as the devil because he tries to rob us. But he's a liar, he wants to destroy the family. I think sometimes he's doing a pretty good job of that. But if you read the whole story, our God reigns. Our God reigns. He's the pilot of my life. I encourage you to let him be the pilot of your life. That do nothing without talking to the Father first. This fits right in here, too. Harmony in the church. Second Timothy, 4 and 2. First, there must be plain preaching. I'm pretty plain. Preach the word the scripture says. Be consistent in season and out of season. Preach the word when folks like it and when folks don't like it. I like that. If you ever have a problem with what's being preached, you got to take it up with the Father <laughs> because it comes from his word. And if it offends you, uh, I have this thing, if you can't say amen, you might say ouch because maybe that's the Lord convicting us of areas in our life that need to be fixed a little bit, just fine-tuned a little bit. We must be people of Prayer. Don't respond only in your mind and in your heart. You spend daily time in prayer. No praying, no power. Little praying, little power. Much praying, much power. It's a personal choice, church. You have to decide for yourself. And then I go back to verse 37, verse 8. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. When I was supervisor in the Croswell School District, the superintendent had made some promises to some mothers over their bus routes that he would shorten up their bus routes. Well, he forgot to tell me I was the supervisor of transportation and maintenance and food service, but he forgot to tell me that he promised these parents all these things. And my normal time of starting was 7 o'clock. So I get to my office at 7 o'clock in the morning one day, and there, there are 16 women waiting for me. You need some pretty strong coffee for that now, let me tell you. What I discovered was the madder they got at me, the more friendly I got with them, which made them madder than they were the first time when they were mad at me. Got called all kinds of names. You know, they thought I was very arrogant because they could not ruffle me. Don't let the world ruffle you. And test your faith. Because the tongue. Scripture says is stronger than a two-edged sword. We can speak things to each other. That will cut deep. And you might never heal from them. I can punch Carla in the eye. Or I'd even let Carla punch me in the eye. I'm going to get a black eye. And in a few days it's going to go away. And hopefully everything will be fine. But we can say things to each other that will hurt each other deep. And sometimes it takes years and years. And some don't ever recover from that. When you reach into the bag, and just imagine this. Climbing the set of stairs, and there's two bags. Great illustration you gave this morning. You can either reach in to make yourself happy, or you can reach in to help someone else be happy. I want to choose to make others happy. My happiness is going to come when I see Jesus face to face, and he says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And then I get my reward. Great is our reward. I'm going to need help walking down the stairs, Eldon. We are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. I hope you can glean something from this this morning. Oh hell the power of Jesus' name. I just want to invite you, they're they're putting together a little bit of lunch downstairs for us. I invite you to stay and help decorate the church. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Mary Herman in Grayling uh, for the successful harvest of her very first whitetail deer in her life. And her husband is such a great guy that he allowed her to cut it up himself. Bless you, Randy, and bless you, Mary. God bless you, church. May God bless America. Amen. Amen.